0: Whispering wind, which
1: way will you roam me? Hey everyone, this is Lara Taubman go. for the next episode of Graveyard Sessions, on time and on schedule, as I am trying to do now. Uh, again, get back on schedule with these podcasts Um, after I'm done going through each song where I interview myself and how I wrote each song, I, um, I'm going to open the forum back up to, uh, the wild and wooly world of creative people in all disciplines, genres, and professions and ways of life, any and everything, if you think you're somebody with whom I can have an amazing conversation with about the creative process and life, hit me up. Um, you can DM me on Lara Tobman sings. You can uh, contact me through my website, larratobman dot com, and uh, you know, um, yeah, check it out. I I, I have I am um, always looking for something something else to discover and talk about, um, this discussion of, of a create about a surrounding a creative process is in itself creative process. Um, and that's how we, that's how we live our lives. Um, everyone, literally every human being and animal on this planet a mammal does the same thing. The whole world is a creative process. Um, And by having a dialogue around it, I feel that we honor the whole world and the universe. So enough with this heady, heady discussion, Um, on to the podcast. So um, today I'm going to be talking about um, Old Kentucky Light. The song is called Come to Me. Um, Just FYI, the album is released September 16th. Uh, that is this Friday. And uh, for those of you in the New York area uh, who are looking for a show to go to on Wednesday, September 21st, I will be playing at Rockwood Music Hall. That's on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. That is a hub of folk music um, in the world, I think. And uh, I will be on stage one. There will be uh, no tickets necessary to come see the show. I go on with my incredible band, Walter Parks, Paul Frazier, Steve Williams, and Etienne Lytle, and um, the latest edition for um, Sacred Slide, Lap Steel Guitar, uh, Raphael McGregor. Um, They are amazing, and I am ever grateful to how good they make me sound. Please come to the show. Um, it'll be like dinner and a show. It's short and sweet, 45 minutes, and you'll get a taste of the new album live. I hope to see you there. Um, <clears throat> so this song, Come To Me, there were two songs on my album that really um, started, started putting this album together. And one of those songs was um, this one. Was come to me. And I, um, the other song was, is called Mercy. And the, these two songs I wrote last year after I was having a big um, awakening, deepening of listening to gospel music, classic gospel music. And I was listening to a, a lot of recordings uh, by Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson. Um, the staple singers and, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And um, I wanted to do, so, you know, I had said to myself, ah, I really, this is really fascinating to me. I love this. I want to do some covers <clears throat> of these songs because I want to understand, you know, what what this is about. And then in true form to me, <laughs> That wasn't enough. Uh, I very quickly <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute! I want to write a gospel song." And you know, it's an odd thing because I am Jewish, and um, that's not really a and a, there. I would say that in in um, Jewish, you know, uh, services there are songs that are sung over and over for different. You know, times and different phases of life, and so on, and so forth, and life and death, and so on. But, and I would call those gospel songs. They're just not Christian gospel. And, um, um, I mean, this is just such a loaded topic. The whole idea of what is gospel. Um, I've experienced it on Christian gospel. You know, my whole life on on every level. I'm a um, you know, I'm from the south, so that was just literally everywhere that I uh, that I was was Christianity and gospel. And um, I, I was somehow sent to a, a summer camp for born again Christians uh, when I was a child. <laughs> it was fun camp. It just there was a lot of Jesus in that camp. Um, and they even tried to sell me on Jews for Jesus, actually, uh, which I just, I was only eight, and somehow I <laughs> had the sense to say, I don't think that's going to work for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, i i I mean, it's, there's so many things that, that gospel kind of evokes in my own mind and my heart. It, You know, I, I also then when I was studying art as a student when I was in college, um, invariably and inevitably, I ended up in front of some of the most incredible um, uh, you know, paintings of the Passion of Christ. One of the most unforgettable ones was the uh, monastery in Florence, Italy by Fra Angelico, who was in just the end of med- medieval times in Italy. Yeah, just just at the beginning of the Renaissance. And he painted, he was a monk, and he painted a, a monastery um, in each of the different cells of the monks. It was a small monastery. He painted with the... Uh, the Passion of Christ and all, I think it's 12 stations. I don't remember anymore, but it uh, was unforgettable. And I saw that, God, in my early 20s, you know. Um, and then, you know, I study—I mean, to study the history of Western art is to study, you know, the history of Jesus in Catholicism. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, it, and th- so much of gospel, you know, classic gospel music, um, in the United States, is driven by that that those experiences of Christ, not Catholicism necessarily, but through Christ's experience, and um, um, and about you know his his ascending to to a higher you know level of uh, vibration and energy and. You know, and it's so funny because the minor tones that are in so many Jewish songs, I thought a lot about all this. The, the minor tones that are in a lot of Jewish s- songs, you know, sacred songs, are also the same minor tones that you hear in, you know, gospel, classic gospel music. It's this thing about the sounds about that are about... um what drives one to a gospel song? It's that, oh, it's those minor sounds like, oh, it's the same thing in blues music. It's, it's not pretty, you know, all of these things are not, all of these experiences begin in really dark places. And, um, it's those dark tones. It's those minor sounds that take us to, uh, it's just the act of singing, of creating, that get us into these higher energetic, um, places, I, um, that, that help us, you know, transcend ourselves and our darknesses and find another paradigm. And so much of this album, so many of these songs are about this thing of ascending or, 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 you know, transforming or transcending, um, come to me was the first song or the second song I think I wrote I, I was writing mercy and come to me at the same time I was sort of staggering them and the lines would just kind of come and you know one of the when I started thinking about gospel writing a gospel song for me for Lara how would I write a gospel song because I don't come out of the Baptist Church and I don't you know that's not my a, a primal language for me I, I don't know what it's like to go to Baptist church every Sunday growing up, um, you know, I was like, well, what is, what is a gospel? What does gospel really mean? Well, gospel to me is about is about those very primal sounds, you know, the same sounds I heard as a, as a, a Jewish child going to service every Friday night. Same kind of sound, you know, very primal sounds. It's about finding God in it. In our lives, you know, whatever you consider God to be, even if you're an atheist, um, finding something that transcends, you know, the weight of this human experience, um, because human experience can be can be a, a, a lighter experience as well. And um, I always feel like that's what the gospel is is speaking to and helping us gui- guide us towards. And I, so, and then, and then, and then it be, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, I was kind of looking for sound or I was just looking for anything. Like, you know, for me, it was about also about nature. You know, if it's, if I'm not, if I'm not going to write a song in the traditional gospel sense that we all know, here in the United States and in the world in 2022, um, you know, what does it look like for Lara Taubman in 2022? 2020, you know, and I, I think the thing of nature came up. You know, nature is so primal. Nature is 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 our gift. You know, it's 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 our it's a major tool, and and it loves us, and um, and we love it. We have a natural very natural needs our bodies need it need nature and I was like well that's the gospel you know that's a a way a doorway into some kind of a transformation into a higher higher easier way of being so I started to think about that you know um and those lines I that was the last I think I was listening to an astrologer who I listened to um I don't know and he was talking about something one day and he said something about the whispering wind. And I mean how many times have people put that in a song but somehow the way he said it in the in the phrase that he said I don't know but it made me think like oh. I just saw the song. <laughs> and um and it was that alliteration it was that whispering wind you know that rhythm like i'm always as a writer looking for the rhythm in the sounds like the not the words but the sound and what is my what are my lips doing and what am i hearing and where's the hooks that kind of snap me into the next thing and groove me into the next into the next you know downbeat you know um and somehow that just that just opened something up in me. And so I sat on that phrase for a couple of days and then I went and wrote, wrote the song. I asked the wisp and I don't know how I, you know, I don't know. I, I think at the time I was just looking for answers anywhere I could. This is last year I wrote it. I, I was looking for answers anywhere I could find them. Um, But I was trying to look in new places. And one of those places, you know, I like to, uh, anthropomorphize, sorry, that's a big word to use on a podcast like this. <laughs> but I, was, I, uh, I like to think of, you know, I always like the Grimm's fairy tale- tales where the foxes speak and the, you know, the little pie speaks or something. I don't know. I just, I like, I like when inanimate objects or things that we don't think have, voices actually speak and and they do you know they do speak and everything speaks in its own language so I really like this whims- the whimsical idea of i asked the whispering wind which way will you roll me I asked the towering mountain how does he move and uh, that's how that's how it started and and then I it took me a couple months, I wrote those lines, and then I was like, okay. And then I had to go through some experiences, which I've talked about in the other podcasts about this album, to start to find the rest of the lines. And then, you know, um, this song, I think, just sat for a while, I just couldn't find find the words. And then, and I might have written that I think I had the first verse and and in the and in the and in the, in the um chorus they say come to me come to me and feel free and and I was playing and I remember um someone had given me a, an electric piano and uh, I'm a little bit allergic to piano but I started I was like you know if I'm if I'm looking for gospel music as I understand it then I should try to start jumping into the piano a little bit and so I do know a little bit of piano, and i I was doing some chords and and that's what this this song was written on this and Mercy were written on the first songs I've written on a on a on a keyboard and um it was really helpful at, and it got it into that nineteen fifties kind of chuck 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 ask the grass to be a bed for me, you know those. 1950s like love songs and um, I don't know, I just really dug it. I'd never written a song to that, I don't know what you call it uh, to that rhythm and I just thought it would be kind of cool. So um, and uh, Walter Parks, who played guitar and I, I think he liked it and then Etienne Lytle, with whom I, I co-wrote this, he helped arrange it. He arranged it and and helped me you know, clean it up and get it square. Um, you know, we, that's, that's where we took it. It was, um, (laughs) it was a lot of fun doing that with Etienne. He, he, uh, he really helped me a lot and we, we laughed a lot getting there. Um, anyway, I, I guess that's it. And, and it's, it's a song about, you know, the song is ultimately, the song is about finding my true self and, um, and I don't know somebody wrote a comment on my YouTube after they saw the lyric video for this and they said this is a song about someone who's desperately trying to be free and it was really beautiful I was uh, I love that I really appreciate that they said that because that's true you know and you know um yeah <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's going to other places and, and finding freedom, <coughs> excuse me, finding freedom, you know, in your imagination and finding freedom in, in, um, in the stars and na- in nature and things that seem ineffable, but they are really they're very real, um, being able to be present in our lives and appreciate all the all the energy that's sitting in front of us that we may overlook, or we may be too tired or depressed, or just in a rush to acknowledge and to be that the freedom is in that. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at this song, um, but it really felt good to write and it feels good to sing it um it gives me a lot of hope and it calms me down calms me down a lot when i sing it or hear it um anyway that's the song <laughs> um and that's how it got written and i'm sure there's a whole lot more about it to say but um i think in a nutshell that would be it uh nevertheless um I appreciate you listening. I just want to mention again that the um, the album release party is at Rockwood Music Hall in about a week and a half on September 21st. That's a Wednesday. Uh, good time of the week, 7 p.m. You can have dinner. It's in such a wonderful part of the city with all these cool places around to have all kinds of cuisine um and you can just pop in and see the whole show part of the show or see a show after the show after me which i don't know who it is or you can see the show before me and i don't know who that is or if i'm the first person whatever please come um it will be a really fun fun night this is something we've all me and the whole crew we've been working on this for a year we started recording a year ago and uh, almost the day. And, uh, or Steve and I met a year ago at a gig I had at the Bowery Electric. And then a month later, we were recording at Atomic Sound Recording Company in Red Hook, Brooklyn. And uh, it's just, this all feels really exciting. It feels very fortuitous that we all met and came together. And it just the project just keeps expanding. There's just been a lot of a lot of acknowledgement, there's a lot of press, it, it's just, it just all feels very, very good. So I hope you'll join us and be a part of it. Um, also, I'm going to have some merch going up on the website, uh, once the album releases, and that I will be selling at my show. That is CDs, trucker hats, t-shirts, and bags, all with the album cover shot by the unbelievable Shervin Lene, who I was very lucky to have him take my photograph for this album. Um, and that's it. Um, I hope you'll sit and hear the song, uh, Come to Me, and you can also see it on YouTube as lo- along with all my other video singles um, that are out now. And um, I hope you enjoy and, and have a really beautiful Sunday. Thank you.
0: Ask the whispering wind, which way will you row me? Ask the town. Round me.